morning party people. It is a beautiful Friday, the day that I am recording this. If you haven't figured it out already, I'm rather sporadic and do not have a set day for getting the podcast out. I aim to record and deliver one a week, um, but sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> and that's totally fine because life is, as in the name of this podcast, simply complicated. But Today, I wanted to riff on, uh, once again, this topic was driven by you, the people from my Instagram community, and I wanted to talk about phobias, fears, and living alongside them and through them and how not to let them take over your life. If that sounds like your cup of tea, buckle up. Okay, so according to the super jolly people at Oxford Languages Dictionary, phobia means an extreme or irrational fear of or an aversion to something. Like an example would be she suffered from a fear around birds. Well, fair enough. Birds can be scary. But that was just an example there. Now, at different times of my life, I have absolutely wholeheartedly experienced um massive aversions to different things i know when the boys were well when archer particularly was first born i developed a a really severe um health anxiety for a period of time and i developed little rituals and almost ocd habit type things around feeling like if i did this this will keep us safe if i do this this will, you know, ensure that I protect us from X, Y, and Z. So for instance, the phobia would be that the boys would would get sick, the archer would get sick. And so I would wash my hands like seven times, several times a day. So that I, it was like sometimes three times, sometimes it was seven. I think one day I even got up to 11 times, to be completely honest, when um, this health anxiety was at its peak. So that I could be certain in my mind and my heart that I'd done everything that I possibly can um, to eradicate that fear or phobia of him getting sick. Now, obviously, I know (laughs) that washing your hands once is plenty, like that's enough. Um, And, you know, I definitely don't experience that anxiety around that anymore. But it was real and I've totally had this in other, um, with other areas as well. Like I'm claustrophobic, so I do have a fear of small spaces. But when I was super anxious and probably around the same time when my anxiety was quite heightened, I used to even get scared of having the toilet door closed. So I just had a, I was like on high alert all the time. Like I was constantly on edge. I was constantly looking for threats, right? And that's a really exhausting place to be. So if you are in that state right now where you are constantly evaluating life and looking for risks and doing the math in your mind of what you need to do in order to feel safe, my heart goes out to you. It's such an emotionally draining and debilitating place to be. But I promise you, 
if you do like do the work and you seek the right sort of guidance and support you can move through it because I tell you now I will hold the door shut with my foot (laughs) to keep my children out I will hide under the doona like my fear of small spaces is so much more like relative to life like I you know it's it makes sense now rather than something that um, was like off the Richter. And in terms of like all the hand washing and the germ phobia, you would think that especially given, um, you know, the whole COVID-19 and the rest of it, that my germ phobia would have heightened. But in actual fact, I didn't notice any escalating um, fears around that at all. Like it's all been super manageable. And I think that's largely due to the fact that I've done so much work around it. Now, one of the questions that I received when I put um, one of those little question boxes up on Instagram, which tends to be the jumping off point for a lot of our podcasts. So if you do have a podcast, oh, I'm nursing Ruby, by the way. So if you hear her little snuffles and that was just her sneeze, um, bear with us because she's feeling like she wants to be extra snoozy and cozy today. And if you don't know who Ruby is, Ruby's my spoodle. (laughs) She's like, she's not like a little dog. She's a medium-sized dog. And she's probably, I think she's about 12 to 14 kilos of white fluff. And I adore her. So um, I think she's like my support dog. I'm going to call her that. That just gives her so much more street cred. But that's what she does. She's amazing. Anyhow, I put the question up there and... One of the comments, it was more of a statement or a question, I can't really remember, but it was around how not, it was a question, how not to let phobias control your life. Now, my heart instantly went out to that person because I know what it's like to wake up in the morning and be constantly on high alert as to how to navigate and manage that threat or that perceived threat. Or if you're going out somewhere Um, And then depending on whether it's a full phobia or it's just something that perhaps makes you socially anxious or it's something that you actually have to feel like you need to mentally prepare for before leaving the house. I know what it's like to feel like you are up against that and having to plan around that from the second that you wake up. So if you are feeling that way, please know that you are not alone and this is not a forever sentence. Okay, you can get help and you can learn to thrive alongside your fears. I am living proof and I know so many of my clients now see this a different way. I have lots of clients who have navigated health anxiety. There's also a page on Instagram and I think she's called, hang on, let me pause and I'll have a look. Yep. Health underscore anxiety, obviously at health underscore anxiety. She does a lot of work specifically on, can you guess, health anxiety and normalizing the conversations around that and supporting you in the way that, you know, you can move through it and the whole world doesn't need to be seen or experienced as something that is out to get you and that there is a threat. Now, with any phobia, there are so many ways to go about overcoming it, um, to de- escalate the severity of how you experience it and to support your mind in not always jumping to the worst case scenario. 
for instance, I know what a lot of psychologists would recommend is exposure therapy and like controlled exposure therapy. Um, what that is, is like a psychological treatment that was developed to help people overcome their fears and confront their fears. So, and I'll read this from the PTSD clinical practice guidelines. So when people are fearful of something, they tend to avoid the feared objects, activities, or situations. Although this avoidance might help reduce feelings or fear in the short term, over the long term, it can make the fear become even worse. So this is what I was talking about um, in terms of like my hand washing, for instance, because I tried so hard to avoid that fear of something being, you know, me having germs on my hands, I would overcompensate um, by, you know, washing my hands. So then it can turn into like an OCD ritualistic behavior. Um, so if you, obviously no one wants to walk around feeling scared of anything, right? No one wants to walk around feeling like they're going, they're about to, you know, face a life or death situation, or they're about to confront, you know, something that scares the bejesus out of them. No one likes that feeling, nor should they. However, when we start to build up the thing that we are afraid of, the thing that we are scared of, and allow that to control our patterns, our our day-to-day choices, the way that we live our life, then we are at risk of developing these little rituals and habits that help us avoid them. So something like exposure therapy done with a trained um, psychologist or psychiatrist, I think it's a psychologist that you would do that with, is really beneficial because it helps you face your fears in a controlled way. If this is something that you feel like it's not on the super severe end of the scale and, you know, perhaps you can sort of start to navigate this sort of thing with a friend. Like if it's a social anxiety, you can loop a friend in and be like, okay, I'm really scared of going to this place or when we go to these places, I feel really nervous. Can you be like my backup and my my person so that we can start to face this a little more? Same thing with like, I've got a wonderful friend of mine who is a full germaphobe and hates the gym, right? And gets super cleans things at the gym. So my advice to support her in facing that fear and um, that would be like a, a like guided exposure to that would be, okay, so you're not going to, like every time you put the weight down, you're not going to disinfect your hands after that. Like we're just going to wean that off and do it less and less. And then you give yourself the proof. It's like, well, you were okay, weren't you? Nothing bad happened. Everything's okay. You actually, yeah, you, your system might've been flooded right now because that's that fight or flight. Our system gets flooded with an emotion and usually it's fear and adrenaline and our, our heart starts to race and we want to do anything to avoid it. Let's call that like our system flooding. And I know that feeling really, really well. It's awful. But, you know, it's learning that just because your system floods, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to bolt or avoid that. You learn to self-soothe. You learn to hold your own hand through that panic and that um, hysterical moment. You learn that when you did the thing, say, 
um, didn't wash your hands every single time you picked up a weight at the gym, that nothing bad happened, then you were actually okay. Then you create that new neural pathway. You have an experience to draw from that is positive and you were able to be there for yourself, right? So that is something that every single one of us can do and I highly advise us doing whenever we start to notice that we're avoiding something and something makes us nervous is to perhaps lean in, right? Because the more, like the thing that we run from in life, it doesn't go anywhere. It just has more power over us. The more that we run, the more power it has. The more that we try and avoid, the more power we give it. But if we choose to acknowledge the thing that we're scared of or the thing that is that we're trying to avoid and we face it and we may not like the way it makes us feel and we may not like the feelings that come up when we face it but every time that we do face it we are gifted the opportunity to be there for ourselves and rewire our experience So if you are living alongside a phobia and it is controlling your life, please know that there are absolutely amazing specialists who are out there and psychologists who can, you know, really tailor a program to you and tailor, um, you know, some strategies and support you through de-escalating your fear response and your triggers around that. But what I'm talking about today is something that is probably on the lower level or that you may want to try and experiment with yourself because we all have things that we avoid, right? We all have situations in our life that don't make us feel good or that we've had an experience around in the past that has imprinted on our psyche and on our brain and it's stored, right? So it could be perhaps you're triggered and you remember this fear whenever, you know, if you went to a swimming carnival when you were young and as they, the gun went off to start the race, you ate shit and fell in the water. Um, you know, like every time you hear a gun that might bring up this feeling for you and it might cause an immense reaction, or you might now have a phobia of jumping off the blocks. You know, if you hit your head or, you know, those sorts of things are all like, factors that play into why we no longer um, experience them a certain way. Like you might have a fear around dogs because you were bitten by a dog when you were younger. You might have a fear of birds because, you know, you've had a dream about birds or you were doing, you were doing something as a child and the flapping of the wings scared you. Like there's always like a reason generally for these these fears and these phobias that we develop to imprint on us, but we definitely don't have to let them stay that way. First thing would be, I would absolutely encourage you to look at the areas of your life where you avoid certain things and see if you can get to the cause of it and understand it. It's like, why is this coming up for me? Why am I so freaking scared of and let's pick another example here for just shits and giggles okay let's let's do this one eating in a cafe alone right you might have a fear of being in public alone or waiting for your friends at the bar alone like I definitely have friends that make sure they arrive like 20 minutes late to make sure they're not going to be there on their own like what I don't care 
like honestly but you know what it is a bit awkward like I'm not going to pretend that I don't but I don't go out of my way to avoid feeling awkward I'm actually I feel awkward like a lot of the time let's be very clear about that like I I'm a walking awkward situation (laughs) oh my god so many times I fall over I ran into a pole in the car park the other day like just walking I fell down a step backwards at a um, fifth birthday party the other day tripped up a step honestly maybe I need to get my motor skills checked but I think that's something that I could perhaps do another podcast on again why are we all so scared of feeling awkward but anyhow okay being in public on your own perhaps that alone feeling that social situation perhaps you have a bit of social anxiety right and you have an immense fear about being in that situation and you plan your life heavily around avoiding being alone in public and feeling awkward so I would want to understand where that is coming from I would want you to lean into that and see if you can pinpoint any specific time where you were left in public and you felt like a bit of a noob um, or where your this whole experience in this story stemmed from and why you feel like you need to avoid it so heavily right? That would be my first port of call. Then to overcome it, I would start gradually setting myself up to either go and have a coffee on my own in a cafe um, or get to a a place about 10 minutes before I'm due to be meeting anyone. Um, Those sorts of things where it's controlled exposure and I would give myself a chance to be proud and I would give myself a chance to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and prove to myself that I'm actually okay and that I survived and that it's okay for me to feel awkward. It's okay for me to feel scared. Now, if it is a health phobia or a health anxiety, um, which is one that is very, very true to my heart, I am going to walk you through something alongside with that step that I've just walked you through, which is understanding where it comes from and meeting that with compassion because we're never going to judge ourselves for developing the coping mechanisms that have kept us safe we are never going to judge ourselves anymore we are no longer going to judge ourselves which is far more grammatically correct than what i just said we are no longer going to judge ourselves for having a human experience and deciding that that's not how we want to live anymore So whatever your thought process, habit, phobia, um, or situation that you have developed at some point in your life and that you are now facing, you did that and it supported you at some point. You did that and created that to survive and to navigate that situation. But now knowing what you know as an adult and as the person that you are with the life experiences that you have, that that's probably not necessarily a reasonable phobia, fear, or strategy to go about day-to-day life, right? You want to change it. You now want to face your fears and you want to take that fear with you and you want to be in charge rather than this phobia or fear that you are living alongside, right? So we've gotten curious about it. We've worked out where it's come from. We've met it with compassion because we don't judge. We do not judge here. It's not what we do. And the third thing would be that you want to be able to proceed. You want to be able to move through it. You want to be able to choose how you navigate life from this place. 
So what I want to introduce you to, which is I can do and support with you this work we do one-on-one. I do it with a lot of my clients and I call it a grounding card. I actually developed this strategy for me and I'm sure other people have it Um, but I intuitively came up with this when my health anxiety was quite like, woo, um, because I was going to the doctors a lot to get reassurance about different things. So, um, something that I did one particular time when I decided enough was enough and I was so sick and tired of living my life like in fear that I took up a piece of paper to the doctor and I said, right, these are the things that I'm worried about that I feel like are a little extra. And what I want you to do is actually write down the truth, the factual truth about each of these things. And I want you to sign off on it so that anytime I start overarching and overthinking and creating like worst case scenarios and catastrophizing everything, I want to be able to come back to this sheet and then I know that I'll be able to ground myself from that. And she was like, this is either the most genius thing that you've ever done or you're really taking it to another level. But either way, she was there for it or here for it. She's like, I'm here. I will. Let's give it a go because anything that puts the power back in your hands, she was all about it, right? Now I call these grounding cards. Now you can do this with regards to anything. And if you do want to really personalize one and support while coming up with, um, you know, your own particular brand of peace and self-soothing and grounding cards, book in for a session because it really helps. I have one client who has created them for a whole range of different things and has even laminated them, which I love because I'm all about laminating things and has them in different places. Like one is in the car, one is in the pram with the baby, one is in her wallet. And I used to keep mine in my cupboard. And so whenever I would feel this flood of emotion and a trigger, Um, like if there was the sniffles or something like that would come up or if we were somewhere and one of the little kids had gastro or something like that and I could feel myself flooding and that fight or flight response was triggered, I would go to my wardrobe and I would read this grounding card and it would instantly soothe me and it was a card of truth. So the way that we work out what your specific grounding card is and I'll do it quite briefly here so that you can... um, do this for yourself at home is to get a piece of paper, right? Work out whatever your fear is, whatever your phobia is, or whatever this situation is that you want to change the way that you are looking at it. And I want you to write down the top four or five things that you are fearful of, like the worst case play loops of your mindset. So you can even do this with regards to, you know, the the self-belief that you hold around yourself that you no longer want to have anymore. So it's basically what like your smack talk, right? So if it was health anxiety, it would be like we're we're all going down. Like if you see your kids like lick one of the monkey bars or something like that or Or now let's take it to a fear of dogs, right? Because we did mention that um, 
could potentially be a fear and I know it's a fear for many and that is also a object-based fear. So perhaps some of the smack talk would be all dogs are going to attack me. I am not safe around dogs. They are vicious, gnarly animals and I am... I must run when I see dogs or something like that. Um, That could have been your smack talk around that. These are the thoughts that start to paralyze and swirl within your melon. Whatever your thoughts are on this grounding card, which you are not going to keep, by the way, this is your smack talk. We do not keep that. Write those down. Now, on a piece of paper that is going to become your grounding card, or if you want to, you know, transfer this later on to something that you also want to laminate, fill your boots. But what we are going to do is we're going to try and neutralize where, we're, where this is coming from. We're going to ground ourselves into a place where we're feeling chill and relaxed and open to change. Okay. Now, what would be a sentence or a phrase that you could meet yourself with that counteracts a new tr- that that smack talk. So you come up with a new truth, a phrase that you want to be true, right? Around this situation. And you are going to, in the idea is you're going to have four or five new sentences on this grounding card that are actually you've agreed upon when you were of chill, balanced mind with a set heart that is going to be your new belief system, Right? And that is what you can go to anytime you feel before you're about to face something that is scary, anytime that you do face something that is scary, and anytime just for a reminder, right? Because it's repetition that makes the master, okay? So judging from memory what those dog smack talk fears were is that like all dogs are at the enemy number one, you would meet that with, it's safe for me to enjoy some dogs you know that's a really loving um phrase it could another one of those without remembering exactly what i said about the dogs um it could be it's safe for me to get close to allow myself to get close to dogs i can create a new safe experience with animals and i trust myself to show up fully and enjoy animals, you know, or and or dogs, whatever is specific. Now, your new grounding card, like these new grounding words and phrases, they can't just be blowing smoke up your ass, right? You have to have a positive feeling and you have to call in a positive feeling and a positive feeling needs to be evoked when you read it otherwise you're just pissing in the wind and you're just giving yourself more reasons not to trust yourself so you have to and it may not be a full you may not go from like being absolutely buck petrified of dogs to it's safe for me to enjoy dogs it the next step for you might be far smaller it might be it's safe for me to be in the same room as dogs it's safe for me to explore a new relationship with dogs I don't have to love this dog but I'm gonna try to like it you know like give yourself a space and a step and a nudge towards the right direction of any of this 
that feels good to you, that feels true to you because we aren't here to pull the wool over our eyes. We are looking for small, measurable, attainable steps in a direction that gets you closer to living a life where you are no longer fearful and trapped by your phobia. So basically by the end of this, after you have written down your four or five ultimate smack talks around your fear or phobia, and then you have come up with four or five beautiful new truths that you want to embody and you want to keep them true. I want you to throw out your old fears, get rid of them because, and then I want you to have your new grounding card with these new truths wherever you need it. If you need it in your phone, if you need it in your wallet, these grounding cards are phenomenal. Do not discount them, but you have to actually use them and consciously choose to change your state and know that these cards are beautiful reminders for you and they're available to you anytime you need. These are also really helpful, right? You can call it a memory card as well. Like if you've gone through a breakup or something like that, or you've changed jobs or you're, you've made a big change where you're like on the fence and you often, um, get like amnesia (laughs) where you forget all the things that transpired to make you go, no, this person is not for me or that job was sucking the soul from my eyeballs and we forget. And then we start to second guess and think, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Oh, maybe I've done the wrong thing here by leaving or whatever. Maybe I should go back to that job. A memory card is great where you can write down five or 10. I've definitely done it with 10. (laughs) Thorough much. Um, reasons and memories and feelings that I felt around a certain situation. So anytime I get amnesia, usually sparked by alcohol, um, if it's relating to someone else where I start to forget certain things, or if I'm alone of a nighttime and I start to, you know, I've definitely done it when pivoting in careers and things like that, um, to remind myself of why I've made the choice to progress in life a certain way. And that little memory card has been there and it serves me really, really well. It has served hundreds of clients over the years. And now you guys have it in your back pocket as well as to one of the tools that you can use to support you in living alongside and changing your experience with phobias or fears. Now, like I said before, I am not, and I say it often um, in podcasts, I'm not a psychologist. I am not even a trained therapist or counselor. I am a mindset and motivation coach. But through my experience and my experience with working with clients, I've developed these tools and strategies um, that I have found work for me and for my clients and my people. And it's a different way to go um, in terms of supporting you in changing your patterns and really what this is here at its core is cognitive behavioral therapy which a lot of my work tends to come around Um, and this is the way that it works is it sort of encourages you to break the pattern right it encourages you encourages you to step off autopilot and put that circuit breaker in there and it allows you the ability to self-soothe 
Now, the more times that you pick up this grounding card and this memory card, or the more times that you give yourself opportunities to face your fear and have that controlled exposure, the more you have to draw from anytime you feel flooded and emotionally overwhelmed. You can go back and soothe yourself. You can meet yourself with compassion. You don't have to look outside of yourself and you don't have to react, right? You give yourself the gift of time. You give yourself the gift of a different experience and it helps you calm your crazy. <laughs> like, I cannot vouch for this process enough. Like the ability to self-soothe is one of the most useful tools that you will ever, ever, ever come across in terms of personal development, which means that while our emotions are amazing and so powerful and so helpful, sometimes they get a little twisted and sometimes we listen to them too much, right? Sometimes they're running on old patterns with old information. And if we keep taking that old information and that old story into our present, we may be robbing our, mo- our life of so much joy. We may be cutting relationships off at the knees when we don't necessarily need to be responding in a way that we are because we've taught ourselves and we've survived up till this point with that coping mechanism. But I really do encourage you to have a look at where these emotions are going full pelt full pelt away from something and that may potentially be robbing you of a new experience so that will wrap us up today because there are quite a few um possibilities and avenues and like i said there's a thousand ways to make porridge and there are so many amazing like trauma specialists that are out there that can support you in changing your pattern there are psychologists who you can work with alongside to help you um with a plan for controlled exposure there are um coaches like myself out there if you want to dive into you know um, talking through this and coming up with personalized and individual strategies Um, it also really helps that if you have people in your life that you trust that you can take your scaries from the darkest parts of your mind out into the light and you know what it's crazy how many people actually experience similar phobias and fears and we just don't share it so I hope that you realize that you are so not alone in any of this and it only feels as scary as what it does because highly likely you haven't shared it yet but always share with people that you trust but please know that there are ways through every block you just have to be brave enough to ask the question and I have 100% am here for that if you love this episode or you know someone who would please like like it on Instagram or Facebook, write a review if you found it to be helpful, um, subscribe to the podcast because that is like a red hot way to ensure that it always just ends up on your phone. And the more subscribers that we have, um, the better it is for the potty. And hopefully I'll look at bringing a few brands on um, this year to support the podcast and hopefully bring you guys some great value and deals if I'm aligned with them that would be amazing um, to help keep this podcast you know happening because every single episode takes time to create 
and also to put out into the world. And I love doing it. I love having these chats with you and I love bringing you these amazing guests um, that I am inspired by and I learn from. So I, I hope you guys enjoy that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If there are any ideas um, for upcoming episodes, please don't hesitate to send them on through to me because, yeah, I really dig that as well. I hope you have an amazing Easter weekend. And as always, life is beautifully messy and oh so simply complicated. Mm-hmm.